Destiny's Child song. How's it go? It's uh, it's the Bootylicious song, and she's singing. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't. Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. You're recording me, <laughs> son of a bitch. I hate you right now. You fucking yeah. Don't stop. Don't, Set don't me stop. up. No. No. Don't stop. No. I want to hear the whole thing. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for I- I'm ready for it. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this. Shows, 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 shows. From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. I like the reverb. Yeah, you like that? From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Episode 39. 39. The first episode of the new year, even though time is not real, is an artificial construct. And you should free your mind. Word. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. We didn't say that to each other the whole time that we were talking for like an hour and a half, almost two hours. I mean, we texted Friday night. We did. We texted some pretty funny people. I was so... (laughs) I forgot. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I was so drunk, bro. I was so (laughs) drunk. Caitlin could not believe how much I drank. I drank three and a half bottles of wine by myself. Damn. Bro, I had to go to the bathroom. I thought you were about to say I had to go to the emergency room. (laughs) And and I I ate a whole large pizza from Paolo Luigi's all by myself. At, at like four o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was like, "All right, here's the deal." Yo, you're you gotta throw up. You're literally <laughs> Pam from Archer right now. So I was just watching the episode where she was like, "I I drank uh, six bottles of wine and ate twelve steaks, and, I, and regret none of it." Uh, well, I you, you are Pam right now. Here's the thing: I the only you thing are is, in the Republic of. I regret the pepperoni pizza. Hammerstein. I, I regret the pre- pepperoni pizza with the wine because I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and I made an d- adult decision that at that moment I was going to have to spend 30 minutes throwing up in the bathroom mm. and getting all of that out. And then I was able to function the next day relatively well. <laughs> but holy crap. But those text messages that we were sending each other were pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. You you sent me that gift, and then I sent you a gift that was like, I took it to the next level. You did take it to the next level, and I was so happy. I was, so, I was literally chuckling, chuckling in bed, reading it. I was like, oh, that was the other thing. We were out asleep. Everybody was passed out by like 1030 in my house. <laughs> Yo, I did not go to sleep that night until like 830 in the morning. Really? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Your that 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 nightlife can be a bit much on New Year's Eve. It's a fucking amateur hour. It's a shit show. I'm glad you made it out okay yeah, it and unscathed. Good, it was good. Nice, nice. Uh, I met I met Doja Cat. You don't know who that is. No, but I don't. I love Doja Cat. Okay. Is he in Bitcoin? It, it's 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 a singer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh. I, I was a fan of hers before she blew up. Before Bitch, I'm a Cow. Moo. <laughs> if you know, you know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I said, hey, Doja Cat. She said, hey, we're best friends now. That's it? That's it? Are you guys, like, on IG? Are you guys IG official? No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw I saw a lot of celebs this weekend. Did you really? Yeah. I'll, 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 throw, I'll throw some name dropping. Yeah, I want to give me some name dropping. No, I mean, I was going to tell you after the show. Uh, I mean, I, I saw Tiger, Amber Rose. Tiger Woods? No, Tiger. <laughs> just, just Tiger <laughs> with a Y and a. My bad. I was like, damn, he's out partying already? <laughs> with uh saw G Easy. G Easy's cool. Okay. Motherfucker's tall as shit. Taller than me? Yeah. Damn. That's a tall motherfucker. Every, every time I see him, I'm like, cause his album, the one that blew up is called uh, These Things Happen. So like I see him, I'll be like, you know, these things happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, much love. Like that. <laughs> We're best friends too. Hey, I was just gonna say, are you guys best friends now too? And then Seen Buster Rhymes. Buster. I love Buster. He's so fucking cool. Buster. Him and Specials. I think it was Special's birthday yesterday, too. And, you know, his family. They're like, like, like we're all like on a first name basis, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty cool. They're cool. I, I fuck with Buster. I've seen uh, uh, Best friends, too. Best friends. <laughs> Don't leave Buster out of that. Yeah, no, nah, my uh, my boy, my boy, I work with, like, he's like, man, like, podcast about to be popping, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We get busted in here. Oh, I'll fanboy out. Yo, like, he's got some crazy stories. I'm sure he does, bro. But but I was like, too, like, I I, I would never, uh, like, retell them, because like he was even he like I remember one night he was talking, and. He was like, you know, like like some of these aren't meant for the internet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was talking about like the respect level of like random people coming up to like, you know, a rapper and then about like how to navigate that because if you don't react the way they want, you know, they'll pull out their phone, start instigating, you know what I'm saying? And mm. just like the boundaries and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So it's like I, I like I like I I would never disrespect him like that by talking out of pocket about like things he said, uh you know, just in a general setting, right? But he's got some crazy stories. Oh, I'm sure he's, he's such a cool dude. I'm sure. I told you, I, I saw him one time at Rock and Roll Ralphs in L.A., the grocery store. And he was like, I, "This is what I guess when he was like heavy set, was like a little you know overweight or whatever." Um, and I was like, "Holy shit, Buster Rhymes is in front of me at the fucking grocery store!" <laughs> like of all places to run into fucking Buster Rhymes of all places <laughs> to like, run into the Dungeon Dragon. Uh, uh, Yo, ha- have you heard his uh, tapes with Q-Tip? So the, I, ab- the abstract and the dragon. No, I have not. But I remember when he was part of leaders of the new school. Yeah, and I think them and Tribe did something together. Or he and Q-Tip did something together. I can't remember the name of the fucking song, but that song must have bumped in my car. It was it was like in the mid nineties. Maybe maybe early nineties. I don't know, I don't know the, the name either, but I felt like I know. Yeah, dude, it was about. so fucking good, so fucking good. And uh, yo, like he's still like he just he he's been on a lot of songs this year. Like I think he just came out with a song where he he's with like Two Chains and Wayne and some people. He you know he just dropped the album last year to follow up to Extinction Level Event. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, like he be dropping like who's he signed with now? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But like his his music is so like colossal. Big. 
very big. He's well, I mean, you know. And bro, he has a uh, Chris Rock like hosting that album, and he does like a <laughs> fucking phenomenal job. Like you know, like shit talking, hi- hyping, bust up as the legend he is. It, Extinction level event too is fucking dope. Okay, okay, I gotta check it out. I mean, I like Busta. I always have. Um, I still think he's responsible for one of the coolest videos of all time when MTV used to play videos. I don't know if you know what those things are, but they used to make music videos. Um, <laughs> Talking about Give Me Some More? Uh, the one with him and Janet Jackson. Which one's that? Oh, man. Like, oh. I'm like I'm thinking about the one with like the claymation or whatever. No, I'm, the, he, he has one with Janet Jackson where he's like, he's like this snake, silver snake. Uh, did you ever see The Abyss? Uh-uh. No. Okay. So he looks like the silver snake head. I don't know. It's so we it's so hard to like explain. We'll I'll watch we'll watch the video afterwards. Um Yeah, I, I think he has some of the best music videos of all time. Dude, and it's him and Janet Jackson, and she's dressed in leather. This is like Janet in the nineties. Looking good, son. Um damn, what's the name of that song? Um I'm gonna try to find it right now. Give me one second. Because it's a good song. Um, what's the name of the song? Uh, well, why you what's it gonna be? What's it gonna? Be? Oh, I know what song you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. Uh, yeah, he does. He he spits bars on that too. That's a good song. It is. Uh, I want I want to talk about a little to pick up uh, where we left off last week uh, thematically. <laughs> we was talking about World War Two, Korea, Korean War, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking about this with someone a few weeks ago. But he told me about this. I never heard of it before. Uh, the tunnel rats in Vietnam, right? Oh, so in Vietnam, there's like a crazy underground tunnel system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was already there. Like this goes back to them like fighting the Japanese and shit. Jesus Christ. It's like this intricate tunnel system. Right. So they would like ambush like U.S. troops and then just fucking disappear. Right. Into the jungle essentially. Yeah, like there were literally tunnels like underneath bases. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. And eventually like the like the existence of these tunnels were discovered. Right. And so tunnel rats are the the units they that, go in and clear that were out? chosen to go into these tunnels. And first of all, you had to fit like a certain description. Like first of all, it, you know, like you couldn't be taller than five six. Right. So you and me are definitely out. And then these <laughs> were guys that had balls of steel. And like there's so many fucking hazards. There's booby traps. There's mines. They had venomous snakes down there. Oh my god. No, dude. Like this is, this is forget about like Indiana Jones. Like this is the <laughs> shit. <laughs> forget about Indiana Jones. And that's like these are going into these tunnels, you know, blind. Uh, you know, you got to be. You can't have the, no. By the way, no night vision back then either. Right? Yeah. You know? And like the weapon of choice was like a small caliber revolver too. Like you couldn't take big weaponry down there because a revolver. Yeah. What are you holding? Like at the most, eight bullets. Well, I, I guess they had bullets in the bag. Jesus Like, you go down there with, like, a fucking revolver and a knife. <laughs> Fuck that. That's like, you're going down there, and 
aside from avoiding the booby traps, like close quarters combat. For real every close quarters. Yeah. And that's like one of the most like. I wonder what the survival rate of those guys was. You know what I'm saying? Like what the numbers were, were like. Because I'm sure that that, that could not have. Um, that could not have a high rate of survival. I mean, you're. You said it, man. You're in. You're in. Clo- it's close quarter combat, right? I mean, you can only bring a revolver with you. So, how many dudes you got? How many dudes are in a unit that are going down there? Ten, maybe. Ten dudes that are five six. Apparently, the average casualty rate was thirty three percent. That's high, bro. <laughs> that's and, high, and that's like I want to say. That's fucking high. Uh. I think it was made up of like American, New Zealand, and Australian troops primarily. Jesus. Uh, yeah, tunnels were often booby trapped with hand grenades, anti personnel mines, and punji sticks. Oh, okay. Which I don't know what a punji stick is. I think those are like, it's like bamboo, like sharpened. A sharpened bamboo stake, yeah. typically one tipped with poison, set in a camouflaged hole in the ground as means of defense, especially in Southeast Asia. Yeah. I watch a lot of kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that, you know, different times, man. Different times. Um, you know, I... I can't even imagine doing that without like modern day equipment. You know what I'm saying? Like send a little drone down there, you know, (laughs) it does all the recon for you. You come back, you have the information, then you go down there with your team. Like we don't just do that kind of stuff anymore, man. You know, those guys are nails. And, uh, unfortunately they came back from that war and, and they were not very popular. Uh, and it's a shame because it should have been the government that took the brunt of that and not the soldiers. And I'm going to use that to segue into I just yesterday saw The Matrix Resurrection on Shrooms. Ed. And I'm here to say goddamn critics are dead wrong. Give that movie a 9 out of 10. Easy. Yes. Right, Hiram? Yes. Well, I think you even gave it like an 8. I gave it an 8.5, 8.9 in between there. I didn't give it a 9 out of 10. So I felt like I was being biased if I would have done that. So and so I had, because you told me the movie, so I had that in mind. And like I remember specifically one review I was reading mm-hmm. where it was essentially they were saying there's like a lot of good ideas but not very well executed on and that they didn't really flow or mesh coherently. And someone specific, and they, they specifically said that, uh, this is an example of, uh, like the sum of the parts being less than the whole. Right. And I totally disagree with that. Uh, this shows fucking, uh, like, first of all, it was, like like you said, it's like super self aware, right? You know what I'm saying, <laughs> and it's commentary upon itself, which is so and cool. And its relevance in pop culture, <laughs> and like, uh, what it means to people. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, have you ever seen that represented in a movie before? I mean, like not, not like, like not to that degree. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, and, it was shocking the way that they they did it almost right. I mean, they even they even threw out Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers is telling us we have to make a sequel. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it it's it was pretty. I thought, but I was like, I thought the ideas were fucking great. The shit with the what was it, the modem or the module, uh, the 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 module that he creates, yeah, right, where he just has Morpheus in a loop, learning, you know, until he can figure out how to get himself out of there, essentially. Uh, the fucking premise, where like uh, Thomas Anderson doesn't know who he is, the the doctor. Uh, like the the shit is a fucking vibe. I like it. It like it, it's good film. Yeah, more than anything else. Um, the action was fucking great. We got to see, you know, like Neil said, I still know kung fu. <laughs> um, I definitely saw once he uh got going. Um, the excessive use of what you call his newfound force powers. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, there was classic Matrix moves in there, classic shit, throwbacks, but they were done in a way that uh was super in sync with the movie. Yeah, especially with this uh Morpheus Smith mashup, which that guy was fucking awesome. He was. I great. loved him. <laughs> I love his outfits throughout the movie. His outfits throughout the movie are so fucking you know, I, so I loved, over the I top. I loved his delivery <laughs> of lines. I loved his facial expressions. And then, um, how cool was the CGI to to see the the programs in the real world? Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool CGI. I thought that yeah, was really the, well the, done. The fucking synthesoids were sentience. Sentience. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about. The finished product on that. Okay. Um, yo, the resurrection pods, you know, when we see that first visual of where it's Neo and Trinity. Yeah. Uh yo, the shit felt like biblical, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the visuals. It it's very uh you know what I you know when I when I saw it, I thought it reminded me a lot of um of almost uh the movie Alien. You know what I'm saying? Oh, where, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like super dark world. You know, like you're coming up on like it was really well done. I thought it was uh, really well executed. I thought his escape from the Matrix was really well executed. I didn't necessarily think the same thing about Trinity's, but I don't know. I, I liked it, and that was another thing. This was like a lot of at times. It was almost like a genre mashup because that was like almost like a, a heist movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it, it goes, you know, in the Matrix, out the Matrix. Back to the old Matrix. Like, at times, it's like a fucking, it's like a mind fuck. It's psychological. And then it's a fucking dystopian. And then it's a action. You know, there's a heist. There's a horror movie. Well, the end, I think, I didn't want to you know say too much but that end where you 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 see them but um and and the same critic he said something i didn't like um he basically like he didn't like the movie you know it's bad because this and the third 
but he was like, uh, you know, undoubtedly it it will go down as a cult classic no matter what I say, you know what I'm saying, which I think is uh uh is 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 like a the way he put it mm-hmm. it's like uh it's like taken away from any legitimate claims that is a good movie cuz he's like oh like no matter what it'll be a cult classic no matter how bad it is so he like sh- he like shits on the movie in his review and then at the end of that review he basically says well it's going to be a cult classic no matter what i say so doesn't matter what i just said like that's pretty stupid for her. <laughs> yeah so that's like basically like you could sit here because we all know that uh you're you're the number one neo what is it ne- neologist neologist so that's like just because you love counter reason and love the matrix like it takes away the val- uh, validity of your opinion which is fucked up well that's why i honestly gave it i i i purposely rated it lower i also will say this i had only seen it the day before and i had you know watched it one or two more times i think but not like in succession i've now seen it all the way through like five times and the more i watch the movie the more i actually like the movie yeah i I, like i could tell this is uh more than one watch movie to get everything yeah there's a lot to unpack there and like we had talked about you'll definitely get the most out of it if your uh if the trilogy is fresh in your mind yeah if you know the trilogy you'll be fine in this movie if you don't know the trilogy well just take some fucking shrooms and uh but you know i i thought i thought they i thought um uh lana did a, a lana wakowski did a phenomenal job of writing and directing the movie i could see where it was really personal for her her parents had died Um, And you can see that really what she was doing was she resurrected two characters that she really loved and put, you know, what she was going through in that movie. And, you know, I think it's really brave of an artist, you know, what they did to, for those, especially for the first one, right. Where the, where it was such a revolutionary movie and it changed the film industry. And like, at the end of the day, like how many of those are there? Right. Like really how many of how many of those types of movies are there? Right. There's not a lot. And and it's hard. It's easy to take that kind of body of work super serious. Right. And in going back and making this movie, she did a really great job of being able to poke fun of those movies. And I thought that that was super brave of her to do. Um, as an artist, you know, this is some, this, these are, th- you know, especially the yeah. first one, but these are three films that you made that like literally are pulp culture. It, you, everybody knows the matrix, right? Everybody knows the matrix. And to go back and to like joke about those movies, you know, is I thought, I thought that was really, I thought that was really brave of her as an artist. I really did. I, I, I that may sound cheesy and corny, but I, 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 I 100% believe that, you know? Like, like I, I, I wouldn't even say like really joked about it, but was more like instead of like isolating the movie from any like misconceptions or or negativity that like uh, outside perspective might have, I feel like she demonstrated like uh, you know, like aside, aside from her confidence 
in the work, but like it's structural integrity. Cause like, look, like this shit is good enough to withstand that. You know it what is. I'm saying? It is. And um, you know, but they do they do some pretty amazing work, man. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you know, uh, Sensei, I don't think gets enough credit. Um. Oh, Sensei is fucking dope. You know, and that's that's them, and I think like two other people, or or I think it's like a collective, but I think you know they're like mainly responsible for it. Um, you know, uh, Bound, which was their one of their first movies, if not, I think their first one. I think that's where they they got the 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 go ahead to make the Matrix from that movie. I, I really enjoyed Sensei. Sensei was. I I was really sad that they canceled the show because I thought it had like so much potential. But from what I understand, it was one of Netflix's most expensive shows because they travel. Oh well, yeah. Like, have uh, you seen the behind the scenes from like shooting on the shooting on location? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Because they, you know, they really did shoot all over the world, right? I know because they had to have those scenes where they're having those shared experiences with the fucking seven other people, right? Right. So um, like the imagine the amount of fucking uh coordination yeah it took to <laughs> pull yeah. that off seamlessly yeah well from what I understand the shooting was something like uh seven to nine months for each season dude that's that's like yeah. that's that's more than two movies you know movie takes what like forty five days to shoot and I, I haven't watched it in a long time but I feel like the sto- overall story wasn't finished they. They canceled it after the second season, and then they the second season left on, like, a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the audience, the fan base, they had, a, a, like, a, a good enough fan base where they wrote in to Netflix, and Netflix let them finish it with a movie. Oh, see, I think maybe I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie either. I only saw the first two seasons, and then I, I never really got back to the movie because I, I always just felt like they shortchanged the series, you know? But uh, I, again, I thought you know they're they're always even Speed Racer, man. Like I I didn't like Speed Racer, and I I grew up watching Speed Racer, so that's probably why I didn't like it. Uh, but the visual effects for that movie are off the fucking chain, dude. Like super cool ass movie visually. You know, I don't know about plot wise, but <laughs> yo, so uh, the Matrix Resurrection. Good ass movie. Um, if you're just looking for something just to watch, then maybe that's not it for you. And you might not like it. Cause this movie is really engaging. Yeah. It's very thought provoking. And then why you're fucking uh digesting, you know, all this uh stimuli. Then you've got the shit that's uh, just like pure, like straight enjoyment uh, from the fucking action scenes and the visuals. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, I, you know, I, I I think I have spoken at length about how much I loved it. I don't think anybody else wants to hear me say how much more I loved all, it. All the actors did a great job, especially Keanu Reeves, who I personally think is a phenomenal actor. <laughs> I... Uh, you know how I feel about Keanu. <laughs> it's no yeah, secret. I know how you feel about Keanu. <laughs> no secret. But um, <laughs> yeah. So towards the end of the movie, when uh, 
Neo and Trinity are making their escape, and the Doctor ac- activates swarm mode, mm. which uh, essentially turns it into a full-on zombie outbreak attack movie. <laughs> so dope. For like 10 minutes. The suicide zombies were... <laughs> yeah, well, they're like escaping down the street. And so this is like every citizen of the Matrix, you know, their eyes go Witcher style, except <laughs> with like some green code running yeah. through them. Yeah. And, you know, they lose their whole self and they just become uh, tools, essentially. Okay, so I have a question about that. Are those... I thought that those, I thought he explains that those are bots that he put into the system. Oh, so those weren't real people? I, not Because right. there's, there's a lot of bots there. Right, right. I, I'm not Honestly, sure. Like, I don't I'm know. There's sure. a lot yeah. going on. I'm not sure. Or, or if he just activates like a swarm mode and everybody turns into it. I wasn't, that I wasn't 100% clear on. I think I got to go back and, 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 and do a little bit more uh, listening in that scene when he's explaining that. Well, like, either way, like, I also took that as um, kind of like a visual demonstration of how public opinion can be used to weaponize the population. You, you, you see where I'm getting at? Oh, that's deep. I do, but that's deep. That's the, I, I totally see where you're getting at with that. Uh, elaborate go ahead because i i think we kind of seen it especially in the past couple years because like you said the the first matrix trilogy is the internet was pretty new Mm -hmm. so this one is coming out you know at the where we're at today and i think we've seen like in the past couple years you know how information can be weaponized and turn you into a mindless exactly but no i i get you i get you i get you as like uh, uh, some well-placed articles and you know you got your own personal army which uh we're gonna be reviewing on friday oh yeah when i saw that swarm mode it reminded me of a plot point from lexicon okay Book reading for book club. Yep. Well, because um, in this shit, there's something called a bear word. Mm-hmm. Which, once you're exposed to this word, this symbol, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you lose your whole will. You know what I'm saying? You're you're, you're activated. Yeah. And. Cause the like this book is a it's a, like a bit of like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. and a dystopian novel a bit okay and so I, I definitely saw some parallels there with what's going on towards the end of the book okay yeah so that's that's why i got that from that you know it wasn't just an action scene it was you know more philosophy and action so uh i was listening to an interview with keanu reeves and he was talking about the movie and when he was saying that when he did the first one um you know the internet was basically in its infancy right and the internet the matrix was talking about essentially what the future was going to be like you know for humans right with this 
with this technology that we were creating, which essentially was the internet, right? And then he said that when he read this one, he was like, it felt like I was reading the first one where I, I could see what this was talking about. You know, the first Matrix was saying, this is like a, a contemporary on like what's going to happen in the future with technology, right? 20 years from now. He was like, I was reading this one and that's what this one felt like to me. That it was like something that, you know, was, it's, it's something, it's talking about things that are going, like where we're going, you know what I'm saying, with the internet. You yeah, know? this movie was definitely a great installment on a great franchise. Super relevant. Yeah. Super well done. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the way it uh, paid homage and poked fun to the original films. Right. You know, like, it's a great movie. It's a great body of work. It, it is. It is. And I, I think everybody should obviously be proud of being in those movies. Clearly the first, you know, the first one and then the subsequent sequels. I mean, um, it, it was sad seeing that statue of Morpheus. It was weird, right? That he's dead. <laughs> it was weird. Now, you have a theory on that, correct? Did you ask me? Or, or oh, no, my brother oh, asked me. What? My, my brother, I was talking to my brother about it, and he said, do you think Niobe killed Morpheus? Why was she? That's what I was trying to. I, I was I was trying to talk to him about it, uh, but we, you know we were communicating via text. I think, um, and uh, he was like, he was like, well, he she Morpheus wouldn't go. Morpheus w- was of the opinion that he wouldn't leave Zion, like because it was what Neo created. And so, do you like? And there was clearly two factions of humans that happened that that like clearly they broke away from zion and started this whole new thing right well is this in a different location than zion yes yes it's in a different location than zion it's not zion anymore which by the way was a great scene when he was like we're gonna crash (laughs) we're about to crash into a mountain (laughs) that was hilarious so that was definitely kind of similar to the uh, camouflage of Wakanda. Yeah. But it was very unique visually of them going through the barrier. Oh, yeah. Very different. Yeah. The Wakanda shit is so cool, though, the way they do that in the Marvel movies. But, yeah, I was saying, because you thought some of the scenes in, in Ion were unnecessary. I Like the yes. strawberry. Yeah. But I saw the strawberry as, like, more of a metaphor. Especially because, you know, red pill, blue pill, so prevalent right. in this franchise. And, you know, like, I feel like the strawberry was like a red pill thing. You know, she offers it to him. He takes a bite. Yeah, you were even saying the way that she was holding it. Yeah, and then she said, oh, I can't wait for the blueberries. Right. Which, like, I, you know, it wasn't bananas or tangerines or. <laughs> or kiwi. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking all the strawberry, which is like this little red thing, and then. Mentioned the blueberry. Uh. Like I said, like this movie, there's a lot to unpack. It is. It, and, and, and and so, by the way, when I first watched it in the theater, I thought that scene was unnecessary, right? As I've watched it, I'm like, I'm not like the biggest fan of it, but I get why it's there. Like, I understand like why all of, like they had to show that, you know, like they, 
if they didn't show it, we would have wanted to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because in the first Matrix, they never show you Zion. You don't see Zion until the second one. Yeah. Right? So, you know, this one probably wasn't going to have a, a sequel. Uh, from what they're talking, they're saying that, you know, the movie costs $190 million. It's grossed $100 million so far, which I still think is a really good number considering the fact that the movie came out on HBO Max at the same time that it came out in the movie theaters and we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's going up against Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Yeah. Which is, I mean, just a have, it, it, it's already grossed a billion dollars. Yeah. There, I mean, it's like it's Sony's highest grossing picture of all time. Like uh, it, it's. You know, I think that it the numbers are strong, but so it doesn't. Basically, Sony has realized that it should just hold Marvel's pocket. Yeah, yeah. Just here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hold your pocket, and while we're holding your pocket, we're gonna make our own little Spider Verse over here, and <laughs> you know, which will allow as long as you hold our pockets. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do Spider Man together here. Take yeah. my pocket. Yeah. If there was any doubt that they were going to work together on another film, I think this one crossing uh, a, a billion dollars in the pandemic in like two weeks is, is they're definitely going to make another one. Well, I mean, so Matrix Resurrections is definitely set up for a follow-up. It is. But there's no guarantee that they were going to get that. So I understand why, as like, if you're telling the story – you don't want to leave that part out of the story. You want to show that now because you may not get to show it. Because the way it ended, oh yeah, like Neil and Trinity about to do some shit. <laughs> They're about to paint the rain, paint rainbows in the sky. <laughs> like I feel like the follow up to this would be closure. Like it feels like they're in a position, ending on a position of power. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So one of the things that they talk about where it leads you to believe that there's a sequel that they could have a sequel is they keep talking about the higher ups in the movie. Oh yeah. Right. So there's clearly, there's clearly room for another story there. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they did leave it open for that. I just don't know if they're going to be able to. Oh, the show with Neil and Smith working together is super cool. But it's like uh, they're not really working together. They have shared interests, right? The Their the, are the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know? And you know, fucking uh, Barney from How I Met Your Mother. What's his name? Oh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris was kills great. it. Super, Kills it. super fucking uh, you know, creepy and menacing. Dude, how about super misogynistic? I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then the end, he's fucking like, completely reduced. Fuck? Uh, well, yo, when Trinity kicked him in the jaw, and not just broke his jaw, but like kicked his jaw off. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I love when I love when she slits his throat, and then Keanu Reeves just said he had that one coming. <laughs> like, he's by the way, Keanu Reeves is sitting there petting the cat. Yeah, yo, what, what what's the cat supposed to represent? Is that deja vu? So in the first one, in the first one, when they're in the Matrix, and they're in the scene where Morpheus gets caught, right? They're, where Cipher sells them out. Okay. okay the agents reprogram okay the matrix reprograms the house to not have like a wet wall like a a, a, an escape for them and so he sees the cat it reprograms the house and then he sees the cat again and he says deja vu and that's when they freak out and they're like deja vu and he's like yeah i just saw the same black cat twice 
He's like, what? And they're like, the de- deja vu usually means that the matrix has reprogrammed itself. That's when they knew that they were in trouble. Oh, so when the kid shit. opens up, when the kid opens up the sliding glass or the window, he op- he pulls back the curtains, right? And there's supposed to be a window there, and now there's no window. It's it it's it's just brick. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So that that's crazy. That's what deja vu is in the matrix. It's the matrix reprogramming itself. Also, I, I think they pulled that off. Uh, they executed well the premise of their resurrection, and yo, the way it it showed like the agony, oh. bringing him back to life. Yeah, dude. And then the shit he was talking. Which I feel like was super relevant to the day about like, oh, you know, you know, my predecessors like this. But I found like the more uh, he said, you know, hope, he, hope and um, uh, agony or whatever, the same parts of the brain. So like the more shit we put you through, actually, like the more energy you produce. Well, they were talking about him specifically when they were talking about putting him through agony and pain while he sleeps. Right. Um, where he keeps having the same these these dreams of her that he can't get out of his head. Um, but uh, what he was taught with the thing that he was talking about that I thought was really relevant when he was like, you people don't want truth. He goes, you guys couldn't give a shit about the truth where he's like telling them like, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You know, it's, he's like, he's like, it's actually better because the predecessor was uh, the architect was all about like, you know, everything had to be you know, programmed and thought through. And that, and he was like, ah, no, 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 no. The more we lie to you, the better it is. Like, the more you want it. <laughs> like, you know? Uh, so I, I thought that was obviously speaking on, you know, shit that's going on today. And the movie does that. And again, you know, the movie speaks on a lot of different levels to a lot of different people about a lot of different things. Yo, you know? it's, it's like the way it it doesn't tell you what the answer is. It just gives you the question. And you follow that, find your own answer. You know what I mean? That's why I say it's thought provoking. It's not like this is what it is. I told you, I told you that I, one of the things that I thought that the reason why people didn't like it and the people, the people were walking out and I don't mean to be a fucking snob, but I just thought a lot of people couldn't understand the concept of the movie. Like they, they weren't smart enough to understand the whole concept of the movie. And if you're not well versed in that world, it makes it even much more difficult. If you don't like the new matrix, it's cause you're too dumb. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about and you should shut the fuck up. Yeah. I second that. <laughs> shut up. Stop talking about Keanu negatively. He's a good boy. And so, um, now I would like to talk about what uh, stuff I find on the internet. Oh, I like which was uh, super in theme with something we already do. So at Pod Tipsy, because I started interacting with a bunch of pod accounts on Twitter. Okay, they said ruin a movie by adding one word. I'll start. How to potty train your dragon. <laughs> and uh That was their start? Yeah. Okay. Then at Beard Owl replied, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Kidney Stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Who 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 who, 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 who replied that? 
uh, Pod Tipsy. Pod Tipsy, that is fucking genius. Uh, at Eric under uh, Eric underscore Field said, "Reality Star Wars." <laughs> Sorry. Uh, at AJ Great Good said Napoleon Dynamite 2. I, I, I think that joke went over my head. Get Well, they said ruin a, a film by adding one word. Oh. So he's saying if there was a second one, Napoleon Dynamite 2. Okay, I got you. Okay. Uh, I think they've actually tried to make that movie, uh, by the way. Uh, T1 Chief Rocker said Harold and Kumar go to a white supremacy castle <laughs> and then they, they also said the Italian hand job <laughs> uh, who is this Chief Rocker oh nice nice the Italian hand job by the way both of those movies are classics so I like th- both of them. This is where I interjected. Uh-oh. Added one word to the name of a film. Okay. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Cock Rings. <laughs> How many likes did you get for that? How many likes did you get for that? People should love that. I only got three likes. I don't think they really saw it. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm trying to get it out there. Oh, my God. I'm surprised it's already not a porn, to be perfectly honest with you. They got, like, Boba Vett porn already. <laughs> <laughs> so you know porn cosplay is weird you know because you kind of think you want to watch it but then you watch it and you're like ah, i just kind of ruined that character for me <laughs> where's that's um so there's a there's another podcast i'm friends with on, on twitter uh, porn stash cast. Oh yeah, and because they have posted a tweet, uh, they had a um, uh, porn parody episode, or I guess a bunch of episodes are about porn parodies. So some of the ones they talked about were uh, <laughs> ten inch mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so good. Uh, Instead of teenage, uh, 10 inch. 10 inch mutant ninja turtles. Oh, my God. Tug rats. Is it a rug rats? Yeah. Oh. Bob's boners. <laughs> I can't watch that one. I can't watch that one. I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. Uh, uh, for Venom, Vincom. Oh, God. Uh, Strokemon. It's the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure... Uh, there's pokeballs in there somehow. Let's do this. I gotta be. And um, so they had they had posted that, and they they said they typed New Year's New Patooties, which then they they subtweet themselves saying, and this happens to me too. They're like, I don't understand autocorrect at all. I've typed parodies over a hundred times, and it won't <laughs> correct patooties to parodies. <laughs> and I replied, I was like, "Yo, I fuck with it. I, I'd rock a porn patooties uh, parody." I'm a porn. I thought patooties was another word for uh, like ass, you know? But a patootie. A patootie. I've never heard that. I don't know. Cutie patootie. <laughs> All right. See, and I feel like that's what they should call their fan base. 
the, 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 the Batutis. <laughs> I should reach out to them and let them know that. That you, as a member of their fan base, would like to be referred to as the Patooties. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I, I am a cutie patootie. You are a cutie. You're a handsome little devil. I'll give you that. <laughs> i give you that. Um, so I just want to I wanna just say something here real quick because you just reviewed The Matrix. And uh, I just want to review something here real quick. Cobra Kai, season four. I know that you're not into it. It's pure nostalgia for anybody that was around in the 80s to watch those movies. Uh, the acting and the writing is as bad as it gets, okay? Really? But it is pure gold, okay? Absolutely love it. And my favorite character in the whole thing is the guy that was a bad guy in the first movie, right? Johnny. Is that the guy with the silver ponytail? The what? With the silver ponytail. Oh, no, that's a bad guy in the third movie, We'll get to that. He's in this. Uh, Silver. They bring him back. Um, Silver bell. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, that guy that plays him, the actor, William Zachby or Zachba, okay, uh, should be at the very least nominated for like an Emmy for comedy, like as a character. Like his character is so fucking funny. And, like, if he stays, like, everything that comes out of that guy's mouth, you would be like, oh, that guy would say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, and he's, like, not self-aware of what he's, like, saying. Yo, I'm sorry. I got to say something. What? <laughs> oh, man. Cobra cock. Jack on. <laughs> Jack on. That's, okay, first of all. <laughs> you get it? I get it. You get it? I got it. I know. I get it. <laughs> Up, down, <laughs> up, down. I mean, you can <laughs> it's the whole thing. I mean, um, but minus your porn. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> that's all I ever think about. It uh, that guy, man. That guy makes the whole fucking show. He like I only watch the show for that guy. He's so fucking funny. So funny, bro. It, it's one of the characters where I'm like, like, it's so good. Like, I know the guy's never going to get any, like, any love for playing that character as far as, like, award shows or whatever. But legitimately, comedy-wise, he kills it. Like, he absolutely kills it. Um, he's, he's worth the whole show. He's worth the whole show. To be perfectly honest, Daniel's a little bit of a bitch. But, you know, I loved him in the first movies, but turns out Daniel grew up to be a little bit of a dick. Mm. Mm. So that's my review. Cobra Kai season four, pure nostalgia. It's not going to be anything phenomenal as far as writing and, and acting, obviously, except for William Zakba, who is fucking hilarious uh, throughout the entire series. But I thought he was pretty on point this season uh, with his character. So that's my review. And you can take that to the bank. The Blood Bank. <laughs> That's from a Steven Seagal movie called Hard to Kill. Well, that porn just writes itself. That does. And it's a Steven Seagal movie, so you know that's going to be a good porn parody. Get a guy with a ponytail. <laughs> oh, yeah, so uh, this uh, it's a little bit late. Okay. But uh, so we're talking about this. 
a few weeks ago, Dr. Dre got divorced. Oh, yeah. And he celebrated. Uh, I saw the picture. With uh, huge balloons. I saw the picture. That spelled out divorced as fuck. <laughs> he should have. I, I think that was a mistake. He should have put bachelor party. <laughs> I think that's what he should have put. But who am I to criticize Dr. Dre? She walked away with, what, 100 mil? Which for him, it's like a drop in the bucket. I mean, is he really worth a billion dollars? Something like that. He's got to be close. I mean, he's you know he's got Apple stock. They're worth, you know, Apple closed today at $3 trillion wow. as a company. $3 trillion, bro. That's fucking insane. <laughs> that's, that's, more, that's more than the worth of some actual nations. <laughs> Probably a lot. Uh yeah, speaking of billionaires. Yeah. Uh so I saw the story Michael Steinhardt. Mhm. Uh headline Billionaire surrenders 70 million in stolen relics. Oh, I did hear about this dude. The hedge fund pioneer yeah. is barred for life from buying more antiquities. antiquities. Yeah, I heard about that. Turned over 180 stolen objects that had uh, decorated his homes and office. So is he going to get into, like, is it that he had those things stolen or that he just bought them off of the black market? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. And, like, that's that's his punishment? Like, that his punishment is that he doesn't get to buy antiquities anymore? Like, he stole shit. Exactly. That, I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's insane, man. That's like more and more, uh, you know, it's blatantly demonstrated <laughs> where the law does and doesn't apply. Who the law so does and doesn't apply to. Th- so this goes in tandem with that. Uh, just look at this side-by-side comparison. Um, so on Twitter, uh, at Don Dan Price Seattle mm-hmm. has shared this. The two articles side by side, mm-hmm. one from Market Watch, one from Fox News. Mm-hmm. A guy was caught stealing $950 in stuff from Walgreens. It led to 309 news stories, which seems a bit much for 900 Can you even spend $950 at Walgreens? Well, so where, did like he I, steal, where did he steal it from, though? I don't know. I didn't. Oh, because he, he was just. So that's. Okay. That's something that led to 309 news stories. Right. $950. Walgreens, this is the other article. Walgreens was caught stealing $4.5 million from employees. Oh. It led to one story. Oh. One news story. Who wrote that news story? They're probably not working anymore. I don't know. No. But uh, so he goes on to say wage theft is bigger than all robberies combined. But you wouldn't know it watching the news. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it uh, it's the news is I mean, look, dude, the news is clearly biased. Um, uh, Walgreens, I'm sure, uh, is probably has paid commercials on, you know, on these people's. Uh, uh, stations and platforms and uh, you don't lose that revenue. So you don't run that story. You know, if Walgreens doesn't want you to run that story, you don't run that story anymore. Cause 
that's how news media survives now is through you know adver- it's really how it's always survived but i mean through advertisement and you know now you see it more than ever you know for one news for one news outlet to cover that story i didn't even hear that story i didn't i did i have i i i'm always on the internet looking for stories i didn't hear anything about that that it's crazy to me oh yeah which reminds me uh the Matrix Resurrection on Shrooms just absolutely crazy, <laughs> and when the movie finished, like this, this probably seems like a like a generic thing to say, like oh, it feels like we're in the Matrix, but I was like, because the movie goes back and forth so much between you know reality and the Matrix, and the past and the present. That like when the movie ended and the lights came on <laughs> and I'm fucking tripping balls and I felt like I was in, in the matrix about everything. Like the only thing I wasn't seeing code, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you I were was, this close though, right? You were like just a little bit, a little bit more shrooms and you might've seen code. But like leaving the theater and like leaving the theater going from one you know, scene to the next. That's like I'm outside now. And everything just felt like it's <laughs> like simulated. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I mean, that's and like, let me tell you, that movie was fucking intense too. So yeah. yeah especially yeah, at the end, at the end, it's super intense. Yo, like that last 30 or so minutes. <laughs> like, first of all, I had no inclination of time past. See, when the movie ended, I was so engrossed, it felt like it was still going to go on for, like, another hour. Right. But that 30 minutes was so intense. That's like I was literally, like, almost holding my breath at times when they're escaping from the city and everything leading up to that, the heist of Trinity's body. Like, it was so intense. (laughs) Like, I had no idea what was going to happen next. I had no idea. It, it, you know, like like when you think about it, too, everything actually went off without a plum. You know what I'm saying? That's without like a what? A plum. Okay. Is that is that a saying? I don't know. Go, going off without a plum. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to put you on a tangent. So I think, but, I, but as like, do you realize that like no one was actually sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? Like no one lost their life. No, no one got no, no one got killed in this one. Like in the first one, everybody dies. <laughs> it just Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus survive in the first one. That's it. I don't think she wanted to kill the characters. I don't think she wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, like no new characters even got off. Yeah. I like I liked bugs. Oh yeah. 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 You know who that is, right? Nope. Uh did you watch Iron Fist? Yep. She's the 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 girl on Iron Fist. She's lady on Iron Fist. Uh, I have to look back again. Uh, a plum is self confidence or assurance, especially when in a demanding situation. Diana passed the test with a plum. Okay. A plum in a sentence. Uh, I wasn't aware. Thank you. Expanded my a plum. 
Is it one word or two? A, a plum? A P L O M B. Okay, a plum. Plum? I don't know. Handled something with a plum. It's like you handled something confidently. English is my second language, man. Which now I fucking forget how I used it. <laughs> what it is. The movie, you said the movie went off without a plum. As far as. I think I meant to say went off without a hitch. Yeah. I Listen, I, the things that I have, I'm nitpicking about. Uh, Just because you want to be thorough. Yeah. I, you know, I also, what I don't want to do is I think I told you that with the second Matrix movie, it took me a while to like the second Matrix movie because I was so, I had put so much of what I thought the second Matrix movie was going to be about. I even told you that for this movie, I watched the first preview and then that was it. Like I didn't really want to know too much about the movie because I didn't want to like create these theories in my head of what the movie was going to be. Um, so I try not to do that with, with uh the matrix movies in particular um but uh i i thought the movie was i I nitpicked but i thought the movie was really really well done so i read a theory tell me what you think about this okay okay so you notice how in the matrix now okay there are no more phones right there are no more pay phones oh yeah okay so they had to find a new way to jack people out of the matrix what happened, the theory is that we're living in the Matrix and the Matrix saw that movie, right? Saw that we invented that movie. And so that's the reason why we no longer have actual pay phones anymore. That that's the reason why the technology was pushed to cell phones so that we couldn't jack out of the Matrix anymore. Which I thought was, that's, I mean, you know. That sounds about right. I mean, I think it's funny. I mean, you know, I don't know if that, you know, whatever. I just think I like when people do stuff like that where they add like fillers in of like why stuff isn't around in movies that they don't, they don't explain, you know? Oh, that seems like a logical train of thought. You know? Um, where are we at on time, big guy? It's about time to wrap up. Is it? You want to uh, you wanna sing us out? Oh. White Rabbit. Oh. One pill makes you taller, and one pill makes you small, and the one that mother gives you don't do anything at all. Go ask Alice when she's 10 feet tall. That's beautiful. Thank you. Always a pleasure, brother. Uh, rest in peace to Betty White. Oh, John yeah, Madden. man. Yeah, I just looked at a meme that was like a. It was like, um, uh, it was like a picture of a what's the shit called like someone hang gliding, yeah, and um like they're like backlit so it's just like a silhouette, uh-huh. and the caption says uh, Betty White returning after defeating John Madden <laughs> in the Gulag. <laughs> I just want to say something about the John Madden thing. 
I was shocked that that motherfucker was still alive. I didn't even know. That Yo, he was everyone said that. that. I thought that guy died like ten years ago. I had no fucking idea. Yo, no. Betty White had just shared on Twitter like a few days ago. Yeah, like, she was doing good about the her people. Mac, like this is right before her hundredth birthday. Mm-hmm. Betty White, awesome human being. Peace out, Betty White. Level up. Level up. <laughs> From shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram.